Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, we're going to dissect what I call a screaming hair fit, a teenage screaming hair fit. So often teenagers, and this can happen to boys and girls, they get very dysregulated, incredibly upset, and highly, highly agitated if they're, they can't find a piece of clothing, if their hair didn't turn out right, um, if they have a pimple and they're freaking out, it can absolutely derail them, especially in times when they're actually going somewhere. So during transition times, it can be very ugly. You can be pulled into an impossible vortex. So I thought today I'd talk about why that happens and what's going on in your teenager's brain. The, what to do and what not to do to get out of one of these unfortunate situations. Um, and then sort of developmentally when you're likely to see a shift in that. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. All right, so we'll talk about uh, a screaming hair fit. So it usually looks something like, we'll, we'll use the example of a teenage girl. They're doing their hair. They're probably late. They've probably slept in. It's the morning. They're getting ready for school. You know, they're already intense. You're already uptight because you know you have to drive them and they're going to be late again. And you have another kid that you have to drive to school. That's sort of the setup. And it usually kind of devolves into screaming and, oh God, I'm not going. I can't go to school like this. I'm hideous. And what we often do as parents is we go upstairs and we're, keep in mind, we're sort of agitated ourselves. And with a sort of agitated voice, usually coming from a place of fear, which is you know anything from, oh, we're gonna be late, I can't believe you're doing this again, to, oh, my poor child, they have such self-esteem issues and you know, they've got a lot that they're worrying about and now they're disintegrating over their hair. So we're usually caring a lot when we walk into the scenario and we usually have a very uptight voice. You know, you're fine, you look beautiful. No, I don't, I'm hideous, honey, you're, you look great. Your hair looks the same as it did yesterday. No, it doesn't. Don't you dare tell me my hair looks the same as yesterday. And you can just go round and round in this unbelievable scene where as the parent, you usually get up, you know, incredibly upset and go downstairs or start lecturing. Like, this is why you should leave yourself more time in the morning. And they're like, be quiet. You're so mean. I hate you or worse. Um, and off, off we go into the, you know, into the abyss. So here's what's happening in your teenager's brain. First of all, they're in what I call the spotlight years. So they are really living at a time. And if you think way back, you can remember what this feels like. You truly feel at this age that everyone is looking at you. Everyone is looking at you. Everyone is judging you. And it feels like you're just kind of standing there and there's a giant spotlight on you. Um, and so, you know, is it or your hair isn't right or something isn't right? It can, it can trigger this cascade of anxiety, self-loathing. And if you watch your teenager can get really nasty to themselves and it can actually throw them off completely. Like they could be in, in one mood before they started doing their hair and in a complete downfall or nosedive afterwards. 
So that's kind of what's happening. The other thing to remember about teenagers is they feel things first. So they are actually having this cascade of emotion, the frontal lobe, which is not fully formed yet. And it won't be until they're in their well, at least 20s, um, 19, maybe at the earliest, you start to see it coming on at about 18. You'll see a little bit more regulation around that age. Um, but before that, you can, and this can happen over losing a phone. I mean, there could be a million reasons why one of these like incredible uh, fits happen. But they are feeling literally a tsunami of emotion and the frontal lobe, whose job it is to go, you know what? I don't think everyone is looking at me or I had, a, I had a hair fit yesterday and I wore a hat or whatever the situation is, the part of the brain that can actually regulate and bring into perspective what's actually happening and adjust it on the scale of this is okay to a disaster isn't really fully formed yet. So they act out first. They get all of this stuff out. And also keep in mind, they're in the spotlight phase. They probably don't want to be going to school. They're already heading into a situation where they feel like they're either behind or there's so much pressure or they're not doing well enough or they're being judged all the time or the academic pressure is incredibly high. So they're moving into a situation in their day where they're already feeling really stressed about that. So they will have this massive reaction. Now, from a parent's point of view, it can be really alarming. I'm worried about my child. I'm worried about their emotional regulation. Are they depressed? You know, what is going on with them? Why are they saying these horrible things to themselves? And obviously, if you're seeing this in an extreme way, and it's all the time, and it's about a lot of different things, you may actually want to check with their pediatrician or have them work with someone who can actually help them uh, to learn skills to regulate and to manage their behavior. Um, but if it, but if it's once in a while, or or you can really see the pattern that I'm talking about, then it's most likely a, a very unfortunate, but very normal teenage hair fit. So those are the reasons why it's happening in their brain. They also have a very different chemical, biochemical makeup going on in their brain. So they are getting flooded with cortisol. They're getting flooded with adrenaline. Um, they have many more uh, receptors in the brain. There's more uh, neurons in the brain. So they get much more overstimulated and have sort of more to do in terms of, of, of regulation. Um, that gets better as they get older. You'll start to see this changing 17, 18, 19. You'll see these, these fits kind of settling down or not lasting as long, or you'll see them recovering much faster from them. So, that, so that's what's going on in the brain. Now, what can you do? So in my first example, you can see in that example, I was saying things like, no, you look good. You're beautiful. You always look beautiful to me. What you will see in a situation like that is a clap back. Don't talk to me. Don't say that to me. You don't know. You have to say that you're my mother. You have to say that you're my father. When you try to solve the problem, you're going to have an escalation of the problem. So just as a reminder, make sure to go back to episodes one, two, and three of this podcast, which goes through what calls what, what I call the calm technique, which is actually the way you're going to approach the situation. If you come in immediately trying to fix or solve the problem, they're going to double down and prove to you that there is no way to solve this problem. They're hideous and they're going to escalate in their escalation as they yell and talk out loud. They're actually going to convince themselves further that this is a complete disaster and you're going to have a very big vortex on your hands and there's really no way out. Like you're going to get sucked into this vortex and there's no way out. So it'll be like, you know, where's my shirt? I need to wear it. It goes with this outfit. And you'll say, Ooh, I think it's in the wash. 
Um, why don't you try a different shirt? No, I can't wear a different shirt. That's the only one that goes with these pants. Okay, well then take the shirt out of the laundry, I guess, and wear it not, I can't wear dirty laundry. What's the matter? Okay, pick another. I can't wear another. And you end up in this loop that there really isn't a solution for. The first thing to do is center and ground yourself first, right? Approach your teenager from a place of love, not fear. Do what you have to do. Visit in a timeline in your mind, your 15-year-old self who believed that everyone was watching you and everyone was cooler than you. And, you know, everyone had better hair than you. See if you can go back to that moment and find a place to just tune in and have empathy for your child in that moment. This is before you approach them. Breathe, relax your tongue on the bottom of your teeth. It'll actually relax your stomach, which will send a signal to your brain that you're not actually in danger. So you keep your frontal lobe on. Then you go in and they're screaming, I'm hideous, look at my hair, it's so ugly. What your response is going to be is, I think you look beautiful, but I know how particular you are and you want your hair to do a very specific thing. And clearly it is not doing that for you this morning. So I'm not freaking out. It's not happening to me, but I'm capturing the urgency in that moment of what the teenager may be feeling. And when you're able to do that, you will actually have oxytocin and opiates and endorphins releasing into the bloodstream that biochemically calm the child down a little bit. Some kids will feel that working and they'll escalate a little more before they calm down. Some kids are super sensitive. And if you say that, they're going to go, stop saying that. What do you, what book are you reading now? Um, and you can do two things. You can say, you know what? I'm really trying to focus on understanding you and getting you when things are happening to, but without trying to solve it. Clearly, I'm not that good at it yet. They'll usually respond very well to that. Um, or you can try clarifying mirroring. So, all right, tell me like what, what is not working? What, what part of your hair isn't cooperating? Like, what did you do already? And you kind of get in there with not a freaking out kind of energy, not, Oh my God, what's wrong with you? What, what went wrong? What did not that kind of energy? That's not going to work. That's going to add, you know, fuel to the fire, but with a very calm centered energy where you're trying to just find out the facts, you're just trying to find the facts and see what's going on. And those two things will often calm down. If that, if that doesn't work, then you say, I love you. You've had these moments before. I trust that you're going to figure it out. I will see you downstairs. I don't think I'm helping. I don't think my participation in this conversation is doing very much for you. I'll see you downstairs. Sure. Leave you always. Leave. They're going to do something like that, but just go downstairs, get out of the situation, stay away a little bit. Um, sometimes when you walk into it, it's just a landmine and there's nothing you can do and you just end up becoming part of it. So there are moments where you have to just sort of elegantly say you have faith in them and trust in them and remove yourself from the situation. If they come down, don't say, see, it worked out. Your hair looks great. Oh, you chose a hat. Like, don't say a word. Just don't say anything because you can start the whole thing again. So that is my survival guide for how to manage a teenage screaming hair fit. I wish you all luck. These are not these are not easy situations to escape. Go back again to the first two or three uh, podcast episodes. That'll remind you really how to, how to use the calm technique. Remember too, to go to connectedparenting.com. We've got all kinds of support for you there. We have a whole team of therapists uh, and parenting coaches. We have our village where you can actually practice this with other parents, um, with connected parenting practitioners there to help got my books, got my other podcasts, the, the, um, 
mental health comedy podcast where we've got actually strategies to help you calm down and regulate so you're in a better position to respond to your child instead of react. Um, we're, we're trying to sort of give you all kinds of things to help you on your parenting journey. So I will see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.